All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, everything still sucks here. As uh, we talked about last week, the dog uh, had uh, reached critical condition, and we had to. Uh, we made the appointment to, to have him put to sleep, and we did that. And holy shit, dude, I don't think I have ever cried more in my life. It that is, sucks, man. I'm yeah, sorry to hear about that. Yeah, thanks. It, it was just, you know, we, we took him in. Here's here's what I found uh, ugly is I've read stories uh, about people who say they can't take it, so they take uh, they take their pet and drop them off because they're like, oh, it's so sad. And uh, I read I read a thing that said you should stay with your pet because it's scared and alone, and if you leave, I'm like... Sure. I, I think I read that same thing, yeah. Yeah, I would never have left him there. Like, he... No, yeah, I'd, I'd want to be there. Yeah, the last thing he heard was my wife talking to him, saying, you were such a good boy, and I was petting him, and it was just peaceful. I mean, they injected him, and he just fell asleep, and, you know, it didn't. he didn't feel any pain, but, you know, it sucked for us. But, yeah, the last thing he got was our scent, us talking to him, so it was like, I just can't imagine not being there for that. Right. Well, I, I'm actually going to take it one step further. Not only am I going to be there when he dies, I'm going to be buried alive with alive with him, like like an Egyptian pharaoh. But the opposite, um, I'm I'm going to be like a like the pharaoh's servant, and I'm going to be buried in the ground with my dog in in his mausoleum. I got to tell you, I uh, if I didn't have kids, I would have considered that. Like if I didn't have to, yeah. Stick around. That's for them. It. the kids are a good excuse because if it wasn't for the kids, that means you you don't love your dog as much as I love mine. Getting yeah. buried alive with them, I've, it's already in in the dog's will and mine. Yeah, so I I don't know that when... is legal in 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 California. So I will be moving <laughs> there to do that. So depressing shit aside, as long as there's no plastic straws in there with us, they well, get buried yeah, because that would that. just be bad for everyone and everything. All right. Yeah. Uh, depressing shit aside, uh, so much to talk about this week. I want I want to open with something completely stupid, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, did you happen to hear about any of the supposed controversy surrounding uh, the lead actor in the live remake movie Aladdin? No, I fuck. I forgot there was a live remake movie of Aladdin. Has, has that happened already? Yeah, that came out. In spring. It was actually a huge blockbuster. Everybody thought it would tank because every, everyone had such fond memories of Robin Williams. Everyone said, sure. oh, "This is going to tank," but it actually was a huge blockbuster. Made a billion. When did it dollars. come out? Uh, I, I just remember spring. That's all I remember. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing, man. Like, I, I don't have kids, and I'm not one of those fucking nerds that you know. Subscribes to Disney online, even though I, I, <laughs> it's just me and my adult girlfriend. I don't, you know, it, and I get the comment Mandalorian and shit. I guess that's a bad example. I, I, I don't watch kids movies. Is what I'm trying to say. So that that kind of stuff is sort of off my radar. No, that's fine. I mean, I just. The, the the controversy is the the movie made a billion dollars and the controversy was recent. That's why I asked. It was only last month, some point like December. So it was like cats the movie, but the opposite. Yeah. Um, so the controversy was uh, this movie's a huge blockbuster, billion dollars worldwide, and when you have a huge blockbuster, suddenly everybody is in demand, right? Well, a couple last month in December, the lead actor um, he said, you know, I haven't been on an audition since aladdin came out and so everybody started screaming oh racism racism he hasn't gotten an audition because he's arab uh, every it's racism well then 
after that. Wait, I haven't been on an audition. That means like you're no, no, so no, no. He, he means he hasn't, he, sorry. He hasn't gotten an audition. He hasn't gotten, gotten an audition it. for okay, anything gotcha. since uh, since the movie was a blockbuster. And you'd think sure. that him being in a blockbuster was right. So then it comes out that there there was a there was a. So did you see the cartoon Aladdin? Because I don't want to go too much into detail. Because it's sure, important. sure. So you remember that uh, there's a princess, and all the princes are trying to woo her, and she's spo- it's like any Disney movie, the, the right from foreign lands. But she falls in love with a rug rat, and the rug rat wants to. But anyway, I'm sure it's somehow problematic now. It's like seven hate crimes in that movie that right. the director's got to apologize for. But well, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So there's a there's this actor who's in the movie for maybe two minutes has one or two lines and he, he's a white guy and he played one of the princes that was trying to woo the princess that she wasn't interested in like who's this fucking guy well it turns out he just got a pilot made or got a tv show green lit or something so then the racism controversy really blew up like oh look the white guy that was in the movie for one minute gets his own tv show and the arab lead actor gets nothing he can't even get an audition hollywood is racist oh my god it's hollywood is so racist how can they give a tv show to the guy that was in the movie for one minute all right so here's where all this is going jake uh because i have kids i saw aladdin a couple days ago right the lead actor that is not getting auditions is pretty bland. The guy that was in the movie for one minute is yeah. ha- has actually been around quite a while and has a pretty lengthy resume. It's not like he was in Aladdin for one minute and then someone said, let's throw a TV show at him. He has sure. been around. He has a resume. He has a list of contacts. Probably someone along the way said, hey, remember that guy we worked with a couple of years ago? He might be good for this audition. Whereas the lead character, just, just bland. Just, you know, like there's nothing right. wrong with him. He's a better actor than I am because I can't act. But let's put it this way. First of all, the film, not the worst thing you've ever seen. Will Smith, charming as fuck as the genie. So you watch... Sure, it's Will Smith, man. Yeah. Like, he's he's great. He's great. And he's so charismatic so that you have this bland actor on screen. You're like, okay, I can watch this, I guess. And then Will Smith shows up and you're like, oh, this is just good. Whenever Will Smith... So it's just funny that everyone's first... Not everyone, but the Twitter angry woke left, their first scream is... It's got to be racism when, in fact, you, you know what I compared it to in my head, and this is going to be really mean? It's like yeah. Star Wars. The lead guy in Aladdin is kind of like Mark Hamill. Yeah, you're okay with him. But when Han Solo shows up, oh, there's a reason Harrison Ford became a star. Everybody likes Harrison Ford. Everybody right, loved right. Han Solo. So I just thought that was amusing that I remember full well the... Aladdin Hollywood is racist storyline because this I mean guy- that's the thing is I I missed the movie now I do now that you mentioned Will Smith I I, I remember it kind of coming out and stuff and I, I, I yeah I, I remember it now I, I didn't realize it did that well honestly yeah no one expected it to it was huge but that, that's the thing is it and, and granted, look, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this controversy. I don't know what's, which I, I don't even know who the fuck this actor is, man. Like, I, I just know what you've told me about it. Now, for all I know, you're giving me a very slanted Fox News kind of spin on it. Oh, and, I'm absolutely uh, I wish you hadn't I, I'm only brainwa- hating on Yeah, him. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I wish you hadn't brainwashed me with your alt-right rhetoric by not nominating this guy for an Oscar. You know what I mean? Why is he, why is, why is the guy that played Aladdin not up for, for, for an Oscar? Why, why are they giving it to Joaquin Phoenix Racism. as opposed to this guy? 
bigotry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but, but the thing, the thing about the the movie Aladdin, if you, I mean that that movie is made off of the cartoon, and so people are going to go to it based off the cartoon. It's it's not like they're going to it because they're like, oh, whoever the fuck is playing Aladdin is going to be my favorite actor, and this is like, no, they're going to. They're going to go see Aladdin. I mean, unless unless the guy they're going starring in Aladdin is like Mel is 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 Mel Gibson and drunk Mel Gibson, they're going to see Aladdin. Like you have to you have to push people away from Aladdin. You know what I mean? If they got kids and shit, yeah, there's nostalgia. That was arguably the the best Disney cartoon of the '90s. At least in the that has to be in everyone's top five for like like cartoon kids movies in the night. Fucking Aladdin. Of course you're going to go see Aladdin. You know, so this part where they're like, "Oh, with this guy, he did this," and he like, it, it's it's not like the 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 movie Aladdin is not riding on Aladdin's shoulder. You could have Aladdin played by a fucking sock puppet with a little hat, and it's still gonna work. Exactly, and I have a uh, one last bit of nugget. That means that I have no idea who this guy is, and so I'm. I, I, I want to have a career in the future. I'm going to say cancel Nathan Timmel. Uh, he's a racist <laughs> who hates a lead. I will take that. I'm Here, trying to get booked. You know what I'm saying? Here's one last bit of nugget of information I found interesting. Um, fuck, I, I, I wish I remembered his name. I should have. The, the guy that wrote The Usual Suspects, um, McQuarrie, okay. was it Christopher McQuarrie? Oh, I, I, I was that know. it? I, I have okay. no idea. He, he movie, won an though. Oscar. The guy who wrote uh, The Usual Suspects won an Oscar for The Usual Suspects. Best, best screenplay, I believe. He put out a tweet a while ago that said, after I won my Oscar, I did not get work for eight years. Not like he would get punch-up work or little things, but he sure. was not able to sell a screenplay. It's like he That's just won yeah. an Oscar. Yeah. And you'd think that... He, what's that? I said that's fucking wild, man. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, and this is a white guy, so obviously racism against white people is what I'm saying. No, now, that's just to sucks. see, this is what they call uh, whataboutism. You're doing whataboutism now, and that's a that's a tool of the alt right. Is that actually something? Whataboutism? What about this I've, guy? I've, I've heard it. I mean, you know, not not by people who are. I, I I don't know, fucking reasonable in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, yeah, whataboutism. I've I've heard that as a term. I have never heard that. That's pretty awesome. I like that. Well, then life well spent. I don't know why I spend so much time in shitty places uh, hearing, I, I don't know, fucking morons speak. Well, basically, the long and the short of it is, if anybody's ever spent any time in Hollywood, the place just sucks. I mean, didn't William Goldman say the problem with Hollywood is no one knows anything? I mean, it, it literally, yeah. you can... I'll, I'll give you a fun little fun little comparison about people like getting booked for shit and going on to stuff after movies. Just recently rewatched the movie Super Troopers with my girlfriend. She either hadn't seen it or or saw a part of it or something. So went back and watched it. People are kind of torn on the movie. I still fucking like it, man. Like it's it's, it's just it. a fun movie. I love it. It's a it. fun one to just watch while you're a little buzzed, a little drunk. Even dead. So I, I I love Super Troopers. I I fucking love it. Um. Was going back and rewatching it. That that movie was what either late nineties, early two K, something or something around there. 
Yeah, because didn't the, when the sequel came out, they said it had been something like 17 years or 15 years. Yeah. The sequel it was been last a, year or something. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things to where you're like, fuck, has it been that long? You know, but then, you know, it, it had been. Um, we're watching the movie, and every everybody in it is fucking hilarious. That's the thing about that movie is every goddamn character is funny. You know, they're just everyone's funny. They the the actors do a really good job. It's a good script. It's just it's a funny ass movie, and the actors are hilarious. You know who went on to have the best career out of that entire movie, and everybody else except for like the chief or like the two chiefs really kind of already had pretty successful. <laughs> I was say Brian words. Cox. <laughs> no, who was already um, somebody? Yeah, Brian Cox was already somebody. Um, uh, Jim Gaffigan. The guy they pulled over and did the oh, chicken right. game with. <laughs> Fucking right. Jim Gaffigan. He was he was on his way up. Like, you knew him if you were into comedy at the time. But really, I mean, even if you were, like, a casual comedy fan, you were just like, oh, I've seen that guy do stand-up on, like, a, a half-hour Comedy Central Presents or something. You, you know what I mean? Like... He, you had no idea that guy was going to blow up and be the fucking like behemoth that he is today. Yeah, uh, he, sell, he, he went goes on to arenas. To, yeah, he did the, yeah, the arenas that in guy, Rapids. Yes, and look at like every single one of like the main character, everybody on the force in Super Troopers. Like, I'm not saying they've gone on to have shitty careers. I'm not saying they're they're, they're ODing on heroin in a ditch. No, they're still. I'm doing just things. saying two of them. They're still. Farva and Mac are on a new TV show, and Jay uh, is still directing. And right. uh, yeah, right. They they've definitely they've 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 ridden the wave nicely. But uh, I mean, like none of them fucking blew up, even like Gaffigan uh, did. Right. I, I mean, yeah, like even a, a, a fifth as much as Gaffigan did after that. Now he was just a a guy playing an awkward. He was playing the straight man in the car. While they were having that that funny chicken fucker scene, you know, that is yeah. Who would have thought that the the passenger in the car actually that's and a you game. don't get you. There has never been a whiter man on this planet than than Jim Gaffigan, by the way. This is true. Or sorry, that, then 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 what? What's his name? Mac, and basically everybody in that movie was white as fuck. That is true. Um, two things. Um, my favorite scene in that entire movie is when. Uh, I can't think of his name. Max Partner, the the red haired one. Yeah. Uh, when when he meets the the woman from the police station downtown at a restaurant, and she walks in dressed in leather and her hair's all poofed out, and she sees him at the table and he's wearing spandex and has a as a as a protective bike helmet there. He lo- he looks like he's you right. Know, you know, and he just looks at her and goes, ah, biker, I'm an idiot. And I just, I love the subtlety <laughs> yeah. of that joke. He's dressed like a cyclist, and she said, dressed like a biker. Dude, yeah, it's got- a great movie, man. It's great. Uh, and ex- except about- for, like, the second in command, like, the, the Indian guy with a huge mustache. Like, who wants a mustache right? Everybody in that movie, pasty as the day is long. Um, and granted, so is Jim Gaffigan, you know, but I, 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 you know, they, that's just, sometimes that's the way fucking Hollywood goes, man. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is you talk about, uh, Gaffigan blowing up out of that, not out of that. He was already someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a game I love to play when I go back and watch just movies from 10, 15, 20 years ago yeah. is, seeing the person in the smallest role that went on to have like this really big career. Um, the most popular one I can think of right now is Harrison Ford played a bellboy and then went on to become Harrison Ford. But there are little things like yeah. 
the movie um, L.A. Confidential. I can't think of the guy's name, but he has a very That's small a cu- couple lines role, and he went on to be the guy in The Mentalist. He had his own TV show. There, there just there, yeah. little things like that. I can't think of any more examples. But when you're just watching, and there's a customer that goes, uh, "Could I have a large soda, or could I have a liter of cola, please?" and that turns out to be, you know, Zoe Saldana. Like every actor has this thing where they were in one, they were basically an extra in the back, like Kevin Costner yeah. in the movie Night Shift. With, I mean, the star was that was Michael Keaton's first movie, and Henry Winkler was the lead coming off Happy Days. Kevin Costner plays a frat guy in the background, and he doesn't have any main lines, but he's chanting uh, something like "drink, drink, drink" when they when they turn the morgue yeah. into a. Par- but yeah, you just just little things like that where you're like, "Holy shit!" There's Kevin Costner as a basically right. an extra, and he went on to be Kevin Costner. So yeah, Gaffigan, good pull. You know, you know what? Um, and this is a future one that I'm calling. Um, I hope that somewhere there was some guy who just kind of played, I, I don't know, you know, like like a bellboy or somebody in a um, in a uh, uh, a movie with Kevin Spacey who was uh, harassed mercilessly behind the scenes on the show. That guy, uh, maybe ten years from now, will get an Oscar for playing Kevin Spacey in a movie about Kevin Spacey harassing people. <laughs> that would be unique turnaround yes that's I, I i really hope it goes full circle with that all right stupid shit out of the way because i just thought uh, aladdin would be a dumb way to begin this shall we talk actual and news wait stories? let me point out one more one more thing one more thing and I like that they're pointing out how oh well the, the guy that played Aladdin um, he's he's not getting booked and that's just clearly it, it shows how racist er, everything call. is is What's up? There, sorry, I was just my phone was ringing in oh. the background. Sorry, go ahead. Um, you you know who's got the biggest career out of that fucking movie? Uh, Will Smith. He's one of the biggest actors on the fucking planet. So it's like look at the same movie, and it's it, it, it's it's clearly not like that all the time. You know? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That is true. Um, maybe that'd be a fun thing to play next week. Like I go through and figure out like all the ones that I've kept track of. Like holy shit, that taxi driver became this guy, but. Off the top oh, of my head. Uh, another fun one, Air, Airheads, man. I just rewatched Airheads. Well, that's everybody. everybody that's, from that movie. That's whether Adam it Sandler, was like Steve Buscemi, that's, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser. Everybody but Brendan Fraser. Like Brendan Fraser blew up after that movie, but then fucking cut off real quick. Everybody else, even the smallest roles, are huge now. Yeah. Sometimes uh, dazed and confused. A lot of people pulled from there. Oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't it was ben, a great movie? Ben Affleck, I think. Was Ben Affleck in Days of Confused? I think he was. A very, very small part. I'm not positive. Now, now I'll have to Google it. But uh, um, All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's stop boring people with uh, coming up shit like this. Let's, let's go into the news. What would you like to start with? Should we talk about the big thing, Mr. Lev? Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Parnas? Parnas? No, I'm, I, I'm not really sure how to say it. Lev Parnas, I believe it is. Parnas but, uh, it is. What's that? Let's go with Parnas. Okay, he was dropping bombs on Maddow last night. He was uh, dropping bombs saying that uh, he took his orders directly from Giuliani, who took his orders directly from Trump, and that so everyone knew that this was about getting dirt on the Bidens and not, as Trump says, about corruption. Now, the sad thing is, uh, will any Senate, anyone in the Senate give a fuck? Probably. Right. That's, that's kind of the flip side of that. Uh, I, I mean, it, 
Look, you either knew this guy was shady and and treating the Oval Office like like a hedge fund uh, from day one, or you'll never believe it. Or, or at least you'll never vote that way if if you're a, a Republican in office and are, are worried about losing your seat in the primary. So I I, I get it. I, I it is damning evidence, but then again, I, you you still had plenty of damning evidence before every single Republican in the House voted no. So th- is this enough of a smoking gun? To where I'm like, oh, this is a hell of a lot more than was there before. E- enough that I think it's going to flip Republicans and Senates. No, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm very cynical about this, and I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, what, I, I don't think it's going to happen either. I do wonder. My, I don't want to say crossed fingers, hope, but. The, the John Bolton, he said that he would testify if issued a subpoena. I think that is the one place it could get interesting is if the Senate, which McConnell says he's not going to do, um, if enough moderate Republicans say, all right, let's allow witnesses, then they subpoena Bolton, then Trump ex- uh, puts down executive privilege and says, no, Bolton cannot testify. Then it turns into a fight in the courts as to whether or not uh, Bolton can testify. I'm not saying that his... I I think it just gets uglier and uglier, and ugly might turn enough outsiders, not Trump fans, but like outsiders against him, people that are on the fence or bored with everything. If he really puts up a stink and says, I will not let this guy testify, that makes it look like he has something to hide. And the interesting thing is, Bolton could testify and, and not have anything to say. I don't know, man. He thrives in fucking ugliness, though. He really... He's really good at fucking riling up his base and just being like the other side's the devil. Right, and right. If they're not he, with me, that they're regardless. with the devil. Bolton's with the devil. Anybody wants Bolton to testify is the devil. I, I, I think that'll be enough to pull him through. Well, I, you have said this in the past, and it, he has his base, yes. But the reason he got elected was A, voter apathy, and B, right. people sitting out. If he whips up his base and enough people are turned off by his actions, his base won't be enough. And and I, I get that. I get that point. Um, that being said, I I really do think that if if we're focused more on this than we are about, say, a, another ar- article you sent me, um, the the actual issues. Right. <laughs> Let's transition to on. that. Let's go to that. Other I article. think. I think. You know what? If, if I'm if I'm Trump right now, just look at look at what his base tends to respond to. Look at what got him elected last time, and and look at this. If if you are his sort of Roger Stone this time around, but but you know a Roger Stone who's not in jail, the new Roger Stone, whoever that is, <laughs> Roger Stone two point oh, Steve Bannon two point oh, yes. If 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 you're if you're that guy, Roger or, or Bannon, lady, uh, yeah, Roger Bannon, yeah. we'll call him. Right. And so, do you want to run on the Democrats are raising a, a a false, you know, legal action against me because they want to take away your votes from 2016? They 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 couldn't win an election legally, so they're they're trying to do it illegally. 
they're trying to make false accusations against me. Would you rather run on that or, hey, let's build the wall. This time I'm serious. <laughs> this time I'll actually get it done. That's a fucking tougher one, man. That's a rough one. The, the second one is a fucking rough one. I would much rather be doing the first one than the second one. That is a good point. Uh, I thought you were going to go somewhere different when you said actual issues because I sent you two stories and you have now, I thought you hinted at one but mentioned another. So the two stories I sent are, one was from last month. It was actually December 12th and I just saw it. I'm like, when I sent it to you, I said, how was this not bigger news? Um, we hear all these stories how the Democratic-controlled Congress is passing bills, sending it to the Senate, and the Senate is just sitting on them. Um 191 House Republicans vote against slashing costs for prescription drugs. That, to me, is insane because you and I have talked a million times about how you want to bring health care down. You don't charge $10 for an aspirin. You don't charge. But then, like you said, running on, I promise to build the wall this time. Well, he is actually building it. Um, Yeah. And the the article article was kind of unclear. Like, I was trying to find... Are they are they slashing? Are they just talking about slashing what people are paying out of pocket? Or are they slashing the total cost of of what the drug companies can charge? Right. You know, both of those are good. Both of those are important. But I think we we don't spend nearly enough time on on talking about limiting what these fucking companies can actually charge in this country. And the sad thing is, is I did, unfortunately, send you a very biased partisan left wing source right. because they were the only ones taking up the cause because when you scroll down it starts talking about well it was going to cause it was going to cut the out-of-pocket cost and it's like well is it is it cutting it by just subsidizing more of what these maniacs are charging by the government because that would that would honestly that that sort of makes sense to me to to vote against you know i i mean i would still want to be for it i would want to err on the side of the little guy if if we're going to have these maniacs charging you know, a hundred dollars for something that other countries would be charging five. Uh, I, I would rather have the government paying for it than you, you know somebody who's who's now got a fucking you, you know not send a kid to college, not be able to pay rent for it, has lose to lose their house, right? Has to lose their house for it. I, I would rather have the government paying for it than people that can't afford it. However, it, it, we focus too much on the health insurance and not the fucking health and right. and that to me once i scroll down in the article it's just going oh we're we're talking about what people are paying not what the companies can actually charge which again i'm not i'm certainly not with the republicans who voted against the shit but i i kind of see their point if that's if that's what's going on if it's just the government now pumping more money directly into the pockets of the of these fucking drug companies well, and that's why it is admittedly, and I brought up shitty the fact that I had to send you a link to a biased left wing, um, not news source, just sort of like left wing watchdog source, I suppose. Where, well, but to be fair, there's not a lot of shit that's talking about stuff like that. Exactly. That's not that is what one I was way. just going to say is you got to kind of pick your poison with that shit. The only real way to do it is sort of kind of read something that. Uh, hopefully from both sides, but even then it gets so fucking crazy. Um, I, I, I sort of like the the international stuff because even though stuff like the BBC has a, has a left leaning slant, they kind of they don't have as much of a dog in, in the fight of, of of American politics. 
So they tend to just sort of give it to you a little more straight than any of the shit here. Yeah. And and here, what I was going to say is we are, again, entirely fucking focused on impeachment. So shit like this goes underreported. Exactly. This to me is so much more important than, than... any oh they they drafted another formal bill of impeachment you you've you've put out two articles of this per week for the past six months like i don't you know I, and i'm i'm skeptical about the whole fucking thing uh, i mean y- you know yeah you got it through the branch of government that the democrats are controlling but now we, we have to go against the one that they're not controlling and that is a whole different fucking bag of apples it is. And another thing that is going unreported or underreported is the other thing that you t- t- we can bounce back and forth between healthcare and the wall you mentioned. But uh, Trump said he wanted to take money from the military to build his wall. Uh, there was a stay issued uh, against that. There was an order saying you can't do it because he was actually taking it from uh, soldiers' housing, soldiers' schools. Uh, they, they, he was He diverted funds. I don't have it in front of me, but it was news when it happened that was supposed to go to improve housing for bases. Well, uh, a judge just said, nope, he can do that if he wanted to, wants to. So he is going to divert $7.2 billion from military funding to his wall. So he can say, I am building my wall. What he's not going to say is, yeah, and now you know soldiers are getting kind of fucked in the ass. Because it's military funds. He's not going to take it from right. manufacturers building a jet or a submarine. No, he's going to take it from they don't need a new school on base or new housing on base or better mattresses. It's just going to be nickeled and dimed away from the privates, the grunts. Well, And that that would do, I, I, I believe, so much more in a general election than we want to impeach this guy um we we don't like him and he's he's out and he he, even even yeah he should get impeached for what he did that means like he should i I, yeah it's it's fucking awful man um basically extorting a a a foreign ally from military aid to try to dig up dirt on your rivals that that's shady as fuck man like yeah I, i absolutely don't want my leaders doing that whatever party they're in for 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 any goddamn reason that that being said this is the kind of thing that he will easily easily be able to get his followers to ignore and say the other side was lying in the general election a hell of a lot easier than he will be able to tell them oh, oh yeah no the wall's totally coming um it's gonna happen in the next eight years i know the last eight years i got you a few feet of fence but uh this next eight or sorry four years this next four years that's when the actual bricks are coming you know like that it's it's just such a tougher one to run on especially when you got articles like this going hey you know how he's paying for what he said was gonna be a fucking big wall but it's it's actually a really shitty one he, he he's taking it away from not just like the, the the military as a whole, but specifically from military housing. How do you feel about that? That's a little bit tougher to justify than, hey, the Democrats are making this up. That is true, and that is what he will do. And it's it's interesting um, to to stay on this line, but to sort of pivot. I didn't, but I can ask you: Did you watch the final Democratic debate before the caucuses in Iowa? I have not had time to watch it yet. I've, I've seen little clips and stuff. I, I remember you and I talked about it so long ago. I'm still in not really paying attention mode. 
I did, yeah. however, take uh, one of those online quizzes, which candidate uh, matches your best interests, you know, where you just, they ask questions and you answer yes, no, or this, or ABC. Mine told me to write in Ross Perot. What the fuck did I answer, man? I was so drunk when I took that test. <laughs> I got Amy Klobuchar. Really? I did not see that coming. I got Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota. Dude, that internet survey just called you a, a boring motherfucker that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> I was as surprised as anybody. I went, holy shit, I, uh, I am supposed to vote for someone that is polling at 4%. I did not see that coming. 4% is good for somebody who uh, only 2% of the country's ever heard of, man. That's impressive. I don't know how the fuck she pa- managed that one. You know who came up uh, least on my matching Huh. Sanders. <laughs> really? Yep. Apparently he is too far to the left. Uh, oddly enough, though, Warren was middle of the pack, so uh, everybody calls her a, a leftist extremist socialist, but she and I matched m- in the middle, and Sanders was the, at the very bottom of the six. Really? I think Yang, yeah, Yang and Klobuchar tied for me. Andrew Yang and Amy Klobuchar. I, I, I do like Yang, man. I'm gonna fight them fucking robots. I don't trust the goddamn robots, and neither does Yang. This is true. But I do, that's the thing is, those fucking polls are bullshit, man. The the news polls, they're, I I don't know why all the states don't just vote together on primary day. This is, you know, why why is it got to be spread out like that? Why it is only, you know, because you're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't in terms of when you go. If, if If you're voting in Iowa, it fucking sucks because chances are whoever you're voting on. Because you're caucusing. You're not voting. You're caucusing. You have to go fucking stand there. And it's annoying. It's annoying because, and I love how it gets so fucking glamorized by the news because they're trying to like, I, I don't know, man, kiss the state's ass before before it's time for them to vote it gets it gets glamorized by the news and the actual candidates go oh they're so smart and informed and involved voters because they don't just show up and press a button they go and talk about it like no it you show up to this room and then you got to sit there forever hearing some it's usually a geriatric old crazy fuck who is who is put in charge of it's sort of talking on behalf of each of the candidates, and they're just rambling and rambling. Let me interrupt you quick. Let me interrupt you because I have yeah. been there, so I know what you're talking about. Um, let, uh, let me quick break it down for anybody that has, doesn't know what caucusing is, just so they're not confused and we're talking to inside right now. Sure, sure. Um, the Iowa caucus or caucusing is not a straight-up vote. So what Jake was saying is, yes, you go to a room. But instead of voting for your candidate, you there's a representative who says, okay, all the supporters of Bernie Sanders go over here, all the supporters of Elizabeth Warren go over there, and then when everybody is in their corner, they count. And what they have is a drop-off point. Like, okay, Sanders has five, Warren has eight, Buttigieg has seven, Biden has six, and if Amy Klobuchar has two, that's not enough voters, that's not enough support for her to get any delegate points. So... Then all the people, then everyone is supposed to go over to the Amy Klobuchar too and say, okay, come to our side to boost up our numbers. So then you take this 20-minute break where everybody goes and talks to the, the, the candidates like Klobuchar and Yang who don't have enough supporters to get any delegate points and try and convince them to join their side. 
And then they take another vote where they say, oh, look, one Klobuchar uh, supporter went over to Andrew Yang and one Andrew Yang supporter went to Pete Buttigieg. Well, we're right back where we And it just goes on and fucking on. It is it is an outdated form of voting that dates back to a time when Iowa was was filled with just a bunch of farmers who couldn't fucking read. That's that's what it's for, man. It's it's for a time when there wasn't really much information out there about the candidates because there wasn't much for newspapers and everyone was illiterate. So they would go to a room and go like, "Who's running? All right, who? Well, who should I vote for? I don't know. Well, this fella Smith at Thompson. It's kind of like when you have a rooster that can't crow and you need to. And, and it was it was just fucking insane, man. You would just have these people breaking shit down to illiterate farmers who had no idea who was running or what the issues were. So you had to have people sitting around telling them who was running and what they stood for and stuff. And like now, it's it's fucking pointless. It is it is the most ridiculous shit. I'm so glad I live in a state that doesn't do it that way. Because like now in 2020, who the fuck is showing up to those things honestly not knowing who they're going to vote for? Exactly. And who is sticking around is unfortunately the most passionate. That's when you get the crazies on both yes. sides where you get people that are not going to be swayed and say... No one's going to be swayed. Right. And so, the, it, like you said, it is antiquated and it pisses me off because, like you said, there are proxies. They're saying, well, this is why you should come over to Joe Biden. And the thing that really sucks is the only reason Iowa does it is so that it can go first because if they switched to just a straightforward primary vote then they would not have any reason to exist and it's just dumb they wouldn't go first and iowa maybe shouldn't go first because who gives a fuck like you said why everyone just, should go at the same time it should just be like a general election all 50 states and territories or whatever they go on the same day oh this is the primary this is the candidate good because Everybody talks about momentum. Ooh, this this candidate did well in Ohio, in Iowa. Ooh, then this one did well in New Hampshire. Then this one did well. And, and it just drags it on and fucking on. Um, one quick story about caucusing. I don't know if I told you this. I uh, actually got cheered and applauded when I went to caucus because after it was all done, when everything was decided where I had caucused and they said, all right, uh, no more breaking up into groups or trying to convince people to come to your side. We have uh, administered the delegates and that this is what it's going to be. Now, uh, a representative from each delegate is going to give a speech about what they and I, I they had just said that we, they were done dividing the delegates, but they were going to give a speech. And I went, hey. And a guy went, I'm sorry, I said, hey, do we have to stick around for the speech or can we leave? And the guy was sort of <laughs> shocked and he went, well, y you can leave. And everybody went, yay, and started streaming for the exits. Like, it's, it's so fucking dumb. Nobody stayed it's for the It's so fucking post. dumb. Oh, it was just so, like, I think everybody thought what I was thinking, but nobody had the nerve to ask, do we have to stick around for these fucking post-process uh, speeches? Like, will that negate right. something? And we just, everybody left. Nobody stuck around for the speeches. Everybody wanted to get the fuck out of there at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pointless. I don't know who, I, I'm not saying literally nobody does this, but for the most part, no one, like I said, is going to these things not knowing who they're voting for. And if you live in a state that doesn't do this, picture this. Picture, would you really go to the polls, like to primary or, you know, fucking vote whenever, for whatever election, 
not knowing who's running and just, oh, I'll, I'll Google it when I get there. Or not I'll even, ask I somebody in yeah, line. I'll ask somebody. I'll see what other yeah. people are doing. Like, I, I no, I, I, I'm not going to look this up on my own. I want to hear what random fucking asshole standing next to me at this thing thinks. And that's what I'm going to base my vote on. Because right now, I am a blank fucking slate. That's crazy. You would stay home. You would watch Netflix. You should watch Netflix. You you had said something earlier that I got I got completely sidetracked on and I forgot to talk about. Um, you said don't listen to polling or polls. Oh yeah, uh, um, they're fucking ridiculous. Well, not only are they ridiculous. Um, I listened to a podcast. I can't remember if we talked about this about polling. They had just talked about the New York Times or Five Thirty Eight or someone just did the most comprehensive poll yet on all the candidates and they broke it down how they you know talked to people from different demographics to make sure it was accurate because last time yeah. they didn't talk to enough trump supporters and that's how he snuck in and everybody got whoops yeah yeah well as i'm listening i'm realizing no one should ever listen to these polls and here's why they still conduct them the same way today that they did 20 25 30 years ago and that is they call people and ask their opinion, which means, first of all, someone has to answer the phone when it says unidentified caller. Right. And then when they get asked, do you want to take a quiz on politics? They have to say yes. Two things that no sane person is doing no. at all. I see you're, unidentified you're a crazy calls. person if you I'm not if fucking you say answering yes it. It's spam. I, do, I don't answer it. So you're getting the dumbest of the dumb and the angriest of the angry. People who will answer a phone call for no reason and then talk to whatever dipshit is on the other line for 20 minutes about their opinions. Right. It's, it, it's ridiculous. And you'll even see in, in the phrasings of these questions, but before this impeachment... They had, I, I kept seeing these polls on news sources saying X percentage of Americans. Oh, well now 64% of Americans say they think the president should be impeached and removed. And I'm like, what the, why are you even adding that second part? Like, yeah, of course, if they think he, he, he if they want him impeached, they want him removed. Who the fuck is out there going impeached? Yes. Removed? No. I'm hoping he really learns his lesson from this. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping that he's gonna be like, I, I I'm gonna quit extorting places. I'm gonna quit sending, you know, troops to places because they paid me a billion dollars. You know, like he did in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Apparently. I would, and again, I'm, I'm gonna stop cheating that. on my wife. I'm gonna stop grabbing women by the pussy. I, I got impeached, and I learned my lesson. I'm a better man for it. Thank you for impeaching me and not removing me. So yeah, there or. Are you? Do you have people saying, I think he should be removed, but not impeached? I don't trust it. It takes too long. I want a full-on military coup, you know? Nobody's, no, no. Anybody who votes yes on impeach is going to, you know, also pull yes on, on removal. That's fucking crazy. And it is uh, funny and sad that you just touched upon another thing. Uh, uh, not trying to do Trump bashing. It's not trying. It's just... I'm just I'm sadly amused by everything now more than I could be upset or angry. It's just so absurd. Uh, he goes on Laura Ingram, Trump does, and says Saudi Arabia is paying us a billion dollars for our troops, except research. You know, she doesn't say, "Oh, really?" and does uh, and asks any follow up questions. She just goes, "Good for Saudi Arabia. Good for us. We get a billion dollars." 
and it it appears to be not true because no one can find out anything. It it, it seems he's exaggerating according to investigations. Uh, yeah, the the Department of Defense has engaged Saudi Arabia on contributing to U.S. activities that support regional security, but there's you know discussions are ongoing is not but that's i mean that's that's the way our foreign policy has been going kind of under the table for a long time you know yeah um we we send troops places to help people who will you you know give us give us access to oil and minerals and things like that and that makes roughly six or seven people in texas rich and the rest of us can fuck off i mean that that's the way it's been going for forever man it really has we we need to solve the problems here. We we always come up with brilliant ideas to solve problems. We haven't solved this one yet. What's wrong with us, Jake? Hmm. You mean solve the problem of uh, the billionaires controlling just... everything? Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, let's 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 just give everything over to guys that are making minimum wage. Just, let's just see what happens. You know, Boxing Day for the whole year. <laughs> yeah, fun one. All right, yeah. one more stupid story to close on. I I this one's just. I guess sad uh, more than anything. Christian school expels girl over rainbow shirt and birthday cake. Family says a Christian school in Kentucky. This girl posted a picture on Instagram of her wearing a sweater that has a rainbow across the front and the cake is decorated like a rainbow. Nowhere does it say she is a lesbian or that she was celebrating uh, LGBTQ anything. It would have been her right to, uh, but the the school just sort of freaked out and saw a rainbow and said, "Ah, gays!" and expelled her. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, goddamn Christ! It's twenty twenty. I mean, first of all, I, well, it's twenty twenty, but it's also a Christian school. Like you're sending your kids to a Christian school. What the fuck do you expect? This is true. Uh, like both sides of it. One, it's what you get? How are we still upset over homosexuality in twenty twenty? Even in Kentucky, well, hey, this is hey, this, this is just a rainbow. That's just that's a Christian school, man. Like that's it. You, you know it. Yeah, you, they're they're gonna get fucking weird about it. Like a Christian school in Kentucky is gonna, you know, like I, I don't want to hear the parents bitch. Fuck them. I'm on the school side. They advertise <laughs> what they were. We are an organization that worships a homophobic Harry Potter book from the desert that was written thousands of years ago. You send your kid there in a rainbow shirt. That's on you, you dumb motherfuckers. I like your take, and I will not counter that at all. It I is just a, thought it was absurd, but my kid goes to a Muslim school, and they won't let him eat a BLT unless it's got <laughs> shitty turkey bacon in it. Yeah, I, I know. That's why you shouldn't send him there if, if you want him to have a nice lunch. That is a good goddamn take, and with that, uh, we will sign off. Jake, good talking to you. JakeVevera.com, NathanTimmel.com. Uh, say nice things about us spread the podcast around tell your friends and family and enemies to listen thanks much everyone later